Good morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good morning. So it's shaping up, huh? Get started out in the fog. It's always a good day when the sun comes out, right? Hey, we have been in a uh, fairly um, heavy uh, topic for the last several weeks. So this week we're going to get a break. So those who, who um, decided to skip this week and come back next week, hey, it's too bad. You'll have to tell them what went on. Today we're going to be talking about um, comfort. And uh, I want to start out just by saying, just asking you, you know, if you, when you think about what comfort is, right, what, what kind of images come to your mind? What kind of things come to mind? Is it maybe like a five-star hotel in the luxury suite? You know, for some people, that's the, like the epitome of comfort, right? For some of you guys, it might be all that ice cream you eat when you're really stressed out. That's comfort, right? Anybody go for chocolate maybe instead of the ice cream? Anybody? Hello, is anybody here? (laughs) So I'm gonna talk to online again because our crowd here has fallen asleep. Maybe some of you guys have a more, maybe a more serious kind of uh, uh, image that comes to your head. You think of like a hospital waiting room where someone is sitting there and they're surrounded by friends and family as they're waiting to hear News. Maybe it's, maybe it's a mom on the sidelines with their, their child who's lost the first soccer game ever, right? That needs some serious comfort going on there, right? All kinds of different ways that comfort comes. It comes in many different forms. But today we're going to be talking about, about comfort. We're going to be talking about not the kind of life of luxury comfort, not necessarily eating a bunch of ice cream comfort, but we're going to be talking about that what are we really looking for when times get tough? That kind of comfort. You know, in, in our verses today, uh, we, are, we are looking at, uh, in 2 Corinthians, God is called the God of all comfort. And that in itself is kind of comforting, isn't it? Because we all hit these challenging times in our lives. And when we do, we're looking for genuine comfort. And so it's good to know that we have a God who tells us that he is the God When he shows up, he shows up to bring that real, true comfort. But also in these verses, it also tells us that there is a part that we have to play in how God brings his comfort into this world. And so we want to look at those things today and say, who is this God of comfort? But also, what is it that he asks us? How does he ask us to join him in bringing that comfort into this world? So let's stand together. We're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians 1. Verses three through seven. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through seven. And let's hear what God has to say to us today. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which shows itself working as you patiently endure the same sufferings which we also suffer. And our hope in you and for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our sufferings, so you are also sharers of our comfort. Today's message is simply comfort. Father, this morning, uh, I know that many of us have come into this place or have come online. We are here wanting to hear a word from you, but we're here weighed down. 
It is with purpose that we're talking about this, this idea of what does it mean to be, at times, under the weight of the world. And for many who are here, it's a very real experience. In this moment, in this time, the weight that presses down. And what they are looking for is relief, is they are looking for comfort. And Father, we come to you this morning as the God of all comforts, the God who comforts us with his presence, but also who can comfort us with his word, with your promises that you've made, the things that we can count on, the things that we can trust in when we walk through some very high seas, some very tough times, some very challenging situations. So Father, I pray that you would meet us here. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would set this time and these spaces that we are in apart as your own, as a place where we can meet undistracted, undisturbed, can meet with you and hear what you have to say to us, for us, but also as a challenge to us of how we might join you in bringing more comfort into this world than distress, bringing more peace into this world instead of war, more more generosity instead of greed, more, more patience and kindness instead of violence. So Father, meet us in this time. We pray it for your glory. We pray it for the name of your son, Jesus, by the power of your spirit. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. So on the morning of October, uh, October 17th, 1989, I flew into San Francisco, and I was there to attend a youth workers convention put on by youth specialties. And uh, I had come in early because I was in a a pre-conference, pre-convention kind of seminar. And so we were just wrapping up the seminar, and the seminar was about how we might come alongside kids who are in distress or who are at risk, who are facing things in their lives that are kind of tearing at them and at their lives. And so we're just wrapping this up so we can get to the, to the evening gathering. And uh, at about five after five, all of a sudden, the chandeliers start to kind of rattle. And, and the floor starts to tremble. And then the room gets hit by a full-on 6.9 magnitude earthquake. Now, if you guys remember 1989, um, this was the earthquake that shut down the third game of the World Series. This is the earthquake that up until that time, to that point, this was the worst earthquake that had happened in that region since the 1906 earthquake that just laid out the city. So when you go through an event like that, no pun intended, but it leaves you rattled, right? It does, it just, you're a bit shaken and what you're looking for is for comfort. Now, we often think of comfort as something that you bring to a place of where people are grieving, and that's true, but people also look for comfort. We look for comfort when we're distressed. We look for comfort when we've gone through trauma. We look for comfort when we're lonely. So there are a lot of different times, and when you go through something that, you're looking for comfort in that time. Now, literally, the word comfort is made up of two parts. It has a prefix, com, which means together. It's like in the word community, or the word combine, and you take that prefix and you put it with this other part of the word fort, and, and we, in words like fortitude or, or to effort, where we bring the strength, it means to the strength, like in a, a, the fortitude that we find with, in being with, 
So someone comes alongside and we find new strength. That's what this word means, comfort. And in those times that we're looking, that's what we look for. In the Bible, the Greek word that's used for comfort is the word paraklesis. And what that means is, is para means alongside and, and klesis means to be called. And so it's to be called alongside, to come alongside someone in a time of distress, to bring them that strength or that comfort. In the Bible, the, the Holy Spirit's called the paraclete, which is a form of this. He, he is the one that comes alongside of us with the very strength of God to help us, with the very comfort of God. He's often called the comforter. Jesus is called the paraclete. In 1 John, uh, Jesus is called the paraclete, and what we, is given is this picture of him coming alongside of us as we stand before God the Father. And he comes with his strength and with his, with his support as we stand before God. So in the Bible, you also find this sense that comfort is when the strength that we find in being with. Someone brings their strength and a new strength is found in that time. That's comfort. And who would we be without the Holy Spirit? Amen? What kind of strength would we have without him? Who would we be without Jesus as we stand before God? Throughout the series, we've been talking about that comfort that we often experience with Jesus, right? And I've tried to lay it out in, in three things, and, and I hope that if you guys forget everything else that's been said in this whole series, you'll remember these three things. Because our comfort that we find in hard times, in challenging times that we find in Jesus is one, he is in it with us. Amen? He's always right there in it with us. He carries it for us. Now, often we go, that didn't feel like he was carrying much. He must take the light share of the load in that one. If we even knew, and I, I said this before, but in the book of Job, the whole book of Job is God telling Job, Job, if you only knew how much I was carrying so that you would not only survive this, but also come out the other side with the third thing, which is because God tells us, Jesus tells us that not only is he with us in it, not only is he carrying it for us, but also he promises that he will use every bit of it for good, not just in our lives, but through our lives to those around us. That in itself is a comfort, isn't it? To just know that I'm not just going through this for myself, but God is going to use it to bring help and strength and comfort to others because I am joining him in his work in this. What we find in 2 Corinthians 1, though, is that God not only comforts us when we hit hard times, but in fact, what he does is that comfort that we receive, it actually shapes us. It, becomes, it makes us different so that we are able to take that same comfort with us and comfort others who are going through the same type of thing we did. He says he, is, he shapes our lives and so our lives become because we have walked through this and we experience the comfort of God's presence and of his, his support and also of his promise. We find that we are shaped so that we carry the very comfort of God. So just as God comes alongside of us in our struggles, we can now come alongside of others in their struggles, but not just with what we have to carry, but with the very comfort of God. The question is, so what does that look like, right? What does that look like in real life? Well, 
Comfort comes really, it comes in about four different shapes and sizes, right? There may be more, but there are four basic ones that I could think of. The first is this. As human beings, I don't know if you guys have read about this, have known about that, I've read studies on this. It is amazing, but we are wired to do what we call empathize. And what empathy is, is that I can literally listen to you tell your story, tell about a situation that you went through, an experience that you experienced. And as you speak to me, my brain is firing in all the same emotional centers and decision-making centers that yours is firing as you remember the story. So I am literally in my mind reliving the story with you. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like magic, doesn't it? I mean, we just think, well, that's just a human being. Of course we do that. Of course what? Where did that come in? That we could share at such a deep and intimate level as almost to relive an experience with someone just by them speaking to us. And because of being able to connect with someone, that we have the opportunity to connect with them at such a, just a personal and deep level that we can connect and also bring comfort to them in that moment, as if we were there. That's amazing, isn't it? And that's just, that is just the everyday miracle of being human, of being made in God's image. So one of the things that we have to realize about what does it mean to, to live out and to, to live into this thing of comfort and God creating comfort and bringing comfort, but also sharing it, is we need to learn how to not miss the opportunities that we have every single day. Every single day to just join people in their lives. And it's as simple as this. As they speak to us, we put our stuff aside so that we can hear what they're talking about, join them in it, and connect with them and bring comfort. Amen? That's like level one comfort. That's, just, that's available to everybody as soon as you sign up to be a human being, right? Level two, we go a little bit deeper. Sometimes there are those times that you not only are able to empathize with someone, but you've actually gone through a similar experience as they have. And because of that, you're able to understand some of the details of the feelings they're talking about, some of the details of the experience. I found that when I talk to people about earthquakes, there's basically two groups of people, right? There's people that have been through an earthquake, and there are people that haven't been through an earthquake. Now, if you haven't been, you can still empathize, you can still imagine what it might be like. But when I talk to someone who has been, I realized that there is no other way to understand that than having, I wanna describe this, you guys. If you're ever in a room and the ground that you thought, I can count on this, right? It won't move, it'll stay put, and all of a sudden it's moving like the ocean, right? Or it's just like bouncing like the bed of a truck going down a country road. When that starts happening, everything goes out the window, and there is no way to describe that to someone. That feeling that you go through, unless you've been through it yourself. And so to be able to relate to someone in what they're talking about is, a, is an immense asset when you're trying to bring comfort to someone's life. Now, what does this mean? Well, that means that even the bad things that we go through, God can use them in a way that brings comfort and good, not just to our lives, but to others' lives as well. 
Just because I go through a tough time, I come out the other side and I experience the presence of God and I can now come alongside someone else in a way no one else can because I've experienced a similar thing to what they've gone through. And I can connect with them through that empathy and through that shared experience, but I can also bring the very comfort of God. In 2 Corinthians 1, in our passage, it talks about this one. It says, we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. We've been through it. They've been through it. So now there's this deep connection that we're able to make. We're able to make this deep connection as we bring the very comfort of God. So again, as we go through a, a hard time, as we, as we go into life after challenging times, instead of becoming bitter, instead of being holding up and saying, I'm not sure, uh, I, I just life seems too hard anymore. Instead, we go out and we say, you know, God has prepared me now to bring his comfort into the lives of other people in a way that no one else can. He has equipped me. So don't miss those opportunities when someone's going through a hard time and you understand it. Draw near to them. Come up alongside of them. Say, you know, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. Now, that's level two. Level three, level three just takes that and it focuses a little bit more. Because it says, not only can we empathize, not only can we go through similar events, but sometimes you're in the actual event of that other person. You are in the middle of the mess with them. And God says, in those moments, I will bring you comfort, but so that you might also bring comfort to them in the midst of it, right there, as an ambassador of heaven itself, and you say, you know what, my God's with me. And he's bringing comfort to me, but I can bring it to you right away because he's right here. So as we're standing in it, you know, when I was in, in California, the people I most wanted to talk to, the people I most sought to, to gain strength by being with were the people that had just gone through this with me, right? Not just in the same region, not just in the same hotel, but there were those who were right in the midst of the same room. I mean, you talk about people that understand the fear you're going through and the, the confusion and the, and the distress that you're, you're not sure as this building just keeps shaking and you're going, how long can this take it, right? So there's people that are right there with you and I was with them. What was ironic, what was ironic about that experience was here I was with a bunch of youth pastors, right? And we're in this, this um, we're in this seminar, this conference, uh, the seminar just um, talking about how do we come alongside kids in their distress, right? And it's even named, so the, the ministry that's sponsoring this thing is named Alongside Ministry. After that word paraclesis, for coming alongside, it's named that. But going out into the street after this whole thing happens, not one of them wanted to talk about it. Not one of them, they're all just kind of holding up going, I can't believe this just happened to me, right? Here we are in an alongside ministry and talking about the, you know, the people that come alongside kids when they're, they're having tough times in their life that we can't even come alongside each other because it was in the midst of it. And we're wrestling with those questions of, am I in this because God's abandoned me or what's gonna happen to me? Instead of saying, you know what? I'm in this amazing opportunity because in this world, we're gonna have hard times, right? Right? 
We're gonna be walking down the street and something's gonna happen. We're gonna be in California and there's gonna be an earthquake. We're gonna be, things are gonna happen because this world's broken. And sometimes we're in the middle of it and there's a group of other people there and we have an opportunity to bring the very comfort of God in that very minute. So, so don't miss your opportunities. Don't get so t- caught up in yourself when you're going through a hard time that you, you miss all the people that God has put you there with so that you might bring his comfort to them. Because he says, listen, I'll be comforting you, but I comfort you so that you can turn around and be comforting them in that same moment. Right, so level one, we get to empathize. Level two, we actually can understand because sometimes we go through similar things. Sometimes, level three, we're going through the very same thing. And God calls us to bring comfort to those around us. But in level four, this is where we really wanna get to. Because level four is where we don't just bring our empathy. We don't just bring our understanding. We don't just bring what we have to bring to the table. But instead, we realize that we are bringing the very person, the very presence, the very power of God, the God of all comfort. Right? We're, we have within us and, and alongside us as a friend, he is, he is with us in this. We have the very God that brings, I mean, if, if you talk about someone can understand someone's heart so personally, can connect on who understands what they just went through, because why? Because he was in it with them. And not just with them, but he understands every aspect of what they were experiencing. We have to remember when we bring comfort that our best ability to bring comfort is not found in what we bring to the table in ourselves, but rather as we point people to the God of all comfort, as we introduce them to Jesus who is standing there with them in it, as we point them to the Holy Spirit who is the comforter who comes and brings the comfort, and he doesn't just bring a comfort of just being able to relate Instead, he brings the power to heal, the power to restore, the power to to redeem and to to bring. He brings things that hadn't been. So he's he's not just bringing the strength of knowing that there's someone that understands you. He's bringing the strength of knowing that there's someone who will bring you to the other side. Level four, comfort is where we get beyond ourselves. Say, you know what? I know a God. I know a God who is the God of all comfort. And he's who you need right now. Amen? And he's who we need in those times. You know, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, uh, God talks about comforting his people. And what's interesting in those times is he's not just talking about kind of empathizing. He's not just talking about showing up. He's not talking about being able to understand. What he's talking about, he is, he is talking about taking something like devastation and turning it into beauty, right? He's talking about taking something like death and turning it to life. One of the most beautiful pictures that Isaiah uses, he says that God comes into a desert and he makes it a garden. That, he says, is the comfort of God. So God doesn't leave us where we are. Instead, there's this this power that restores. He takes what was not even there 
and he makes something brand new. And the question that he asks us then through those passages and through just knowing that promise, knowing that that's true about God, he is constantly then asking us, so are there areas of your life, are there experiences that you have had that have just left a devastation? And often we take those things and we think, well, we just, God can't do anything about that. I just have to leave that behind. But instead says, God says, no, that's where I want to meet you because I want to meet you as the God of all comfort. Not just the God who can, can get by with those who can pull themselves up and get by enough and kind of get their life together so they're good enough for me. No, the God who meets us in our worst place in the desert that there's nothing growing at all. He says, I will meet you there because I'm the God of all comfort. You know, I love, there's this other uh, title that he gives is given to God in, in 2 Corinthians 1. He's called the father of all mercies and the God of all comfort. Now that word mercy, it's not just, it's not just like, it's not what we typically think of grace, mercy, is something that God gives to us. Instead, it has this aspect to it. He is the father to all those who are crying out because of the weight that they under, the distress that they are in. He is the father of that kind of mercy the father that is drawn to those who are in distress. So he's the father of all mercies and the God who then comes as the one who can actually bring the solution to that problem, the God of all comfort. I love that, don't you? He says, you know what, I don't, I don't want you to clean up your life. I want you to come to me and tell me, tell me where have things fallen apart? Maybe it's a physical Something physical that because of an illness or because of just old age, things are falling apart. You're going, God, meet me in this place that just everything is chaos and just meet me here and bring your comfort. Maybe it's relationally that you've had in your past, you had some relationship that was just, it was abusive, it was toxic, it was whatever, and it broke your, it just cracked that ability to trust anyone. And you see that, that area of just being able to connect with anybody, you don't trust anybody. And so you pull back all the time and you say, you know what, God, I need you to meet me in that place, that place of devastation as the God of all comfort who brings beauty from destruction. Some of you guys, some of you guys are looking at your finances and, and maybe it's because of some event that hit, maybe it's because you were never equipped to deal well with that part of your life, right? And I wanna tell you, I'm there with you. I did not get the best training on how to balance all the books and how to, and you're just, you struggle, but you find yourself constantly behind and maybe you find yourself where it's just laid out, it's just a barren wasteland. You say, God, I need the God of all comfort, the Father of all mercies. Believe me, I am wailing under the weight of this. Amen? He says, I come as the God of all comfort, the Father of all mercies. Isn't it good to know that that's our God? Isn't that in itself a comfort to know that is our God? And when Jesus showed up, he was, he was the manifestation, he was the very visible image of that God who's bringing comfort. When the Holy Spirit shows up, he is the very person that indwells us, he is the very person of that God, the God of all comfort. 
So, I said this was about that God, about our God, and knowing him, but this is also about us. What does that have to do with us? What does that mean for our part in this? Because God is seeking to bring comfort in this world, but 2 Corinthians says he's calling us alongside in order to join him in it. So in this passage, I think it says that there are three things that we need to keep in mind as we go into our lives. The first is this. In our worst circumstances, we can know that God is the God of all comfort. Amen? We don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to feel like we are alone because he has said he will be in it with us. He will carry it for us and he will be using it not just for our lives but for the good in the lives of others as well. We can know that. And so the first is go into your life confidently no matter what it looks like ahead of you, knowing that your God is walking with you. No matter how it, no matter what, what the devastation that looks like it lies behind, what you're sitting in in the, in the midst of, what it looks like is ahead, go with confidence because no matter what the worst is, you know that your God is there, not just to show up to relate, but to restore. Amen? Now, realize he's not gonna necessarily restore like for like, right? I, I was thinking about it. When you lose your baby tooth, what is your greatest hope? That you'll get another baby tooth? No. No, I mean, even in our bodies, God shows us. You know, there are times you don't want a restoration of the like of the same thing. God doesn't plan to bring the same thing in. But he does plan to show up to restore. So count on him. Trust him, walk with him and lean into them in those times. So confidently you can pray for healing in those times when you're wrestling physically. Wrestling with not just exterior brokenness, but with that interior brokenness as well. Confidently you can go to God and bring him those financial situations, say, God, I, I need you here. I need your resources to be available. Confidently we can go into the chaos of just that that brokenness of our relationships with others. I say, God, I need you to restore my heart so I can trust, so that I can connect with others again, so I can be used by you fully in the lives of others. So confidently, one, confidently go, know that you can cry out to the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort, and he will meet you there. Faith is always where we start, isn't it? Trust him. Second is this, though. Know that in all the challenges that you have gone through or are going through, God can and will use those to bring comfort into the lives of others. In fact, that is likely why you're going through that. Now, by saying that, I, I don't mean that God set it up for you. We find brokenness just by living in this world. God does not have to set us up with bad you know, bad situations, and he doesn't. He says that's not what he's about, but he will use anything and everything for good. And he says when we go through trials, often we can take that and we can use it in the lives of us so that we might bring the comfort of God into the lives of another, either in that moment or after that moment. And so trust that God will use the things that he has shaped in you for the lives of others. In 2 Corinthians, in our passage, it says, if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort, right? If we're comforted, 
is for your comfort. He's saying we have to realize when we sign up to follow Jesus, it's not about just us. It's about him using our lives as they are in order to bring his life and his goodness into the lives of others as well. Everything that happens isn't about us, it's sometimes for the sake of another. So as you go through these things, just trust that God is going to use everything that happens in your life. And so again, so the confidence that you can go through, but then the second is know that and try and work with God to say, okay, what, do you, what can you be preparing me for? How can I, I walk through this in a way that I learn how to learn that, be shaped by that comfort of God so I come out of here carrying you? Not just my brokenness, not just my woundedness, not just that hurt, but I carry you and your comfort with me from this place. Amen? Third one is this. The third is just always be reminded this is not just about you and your abilities. God doesn't call us to just go up to other people and, you know, I am limited in how far I can bring you into restoration. I'm limited in how far I can bring you into just bringing healing into your life. I can relate, I can empathize, sometimes I can even connect with you and understand the situation you went into, but I do not in myself have the power to heal you. I don't have the power to bring joy back where there's sorrow. I don't have the power to bring wholeness where there's broken. I, I don't have that, but God does. And so we need to remember as we go and we come alongside the people to be those, those vehicles, those, those carriers of his comfort, it's not about what we bring to the table. Our best is always when we're pointing people to Jesus. When I turn and I introduce you to the one who gave his life so that we would be completely comforted that I point you to the one who comes and indwells us, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of us and is constantly healing us from the inside out. I do my best when I introduce you to the God of all comfort, the Father of all mercies, the one who, again, is in it with us. Amen? To the God who is carrying it for us and the God who promises that he will use all of it, not only for good in our lives, but for good through us in the lives of others. Amen? I want us to listen to this passage one more time before we close. It says, so blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our afflictions, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with this comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Amen.